welcome to the Pick Up Your Bible podcast. I am your host, Cynthia Pavlamani. For those of you here for the first time, this is a place where we want to be your weekly inspiration to read the Word of God, to find the truth about who He is and how much He loves you. If this sounds like something you would find useful and uplifting, consider subscribing to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Currently, we are in our summer deep dive series where we take a few weeks to answer questions our listeners send our way. And today's question is a wonderful question that I believe many of us could possibly disagree on. But regardless, I would love to share my understanding by sharing with you scripture that has led to my conclusions. Without further ado, here's the question. What does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? If I'm a Christian, doesn't the Holy Spirit already live in me? Can a person have a lesser or greater measure of the Holy Spirit? Thank you, listener, for these very important questions. It gives us an opportunity to deep dive into this third person of the Trinity who, in my humble opinion, is often misrepresented, misunderstood, and even worse, ignored. Not living daily in the empowering and emboldening of the Holy Spirit is detrimental for the Christian believers, so I'm glad for the opportunity to speak about him. So let's delve in. The Holy Spirit has a very intentional and relational role in the believer's life. One of these roles is in the salvation work of an unbeliever's heart. The Spirit convicts the unbeliever concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment, and opens their eyes to see the truth with clarity. That's John 16, verse 8. Those who place their faith in Jesus are then united with Christ and the body of Christ, the Church, in the Holy Spirit. That's 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13. And are then sealed by the Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance of eternal life. Ephesians 1, verse 13 and 14. This means that it's the Holy Spirit that helps us see our true sinful state, the righteousness available in Christ, and the judgment to come. And when we respond to this truth, he seals us with his promised indwelling and unifies us with Christ, never to be lost again. Hence the word sealed in Ephesians 1. This indwelling of the Holy Spirit, also called baptism of the Holy Spirit by Paul in 1 Corinthians 12, is the promise received by every believer at the moment you believed. You, Christian, are the temple of the living God, and God's Spirit dwells in you. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16. He will never leave you. The Holy Spirit seals the believer. Now, if I'm right, the listener's question is if there is a subsequent or secondary filling of the Spirit other than the one we receive when we believe. This can be confusing, and understandably so. How can you be filled with something that's already inside you? 
The problem arises when we get caught up in the words, as in the language, being filled with something we are already full of or being baptized with something that we already possess. The concepts are confusing because of the repeating words implying repeating actions. I believe it's beneficial for the believer to look at the text and see what's going on when these subsequent fillings are described in the lives of the believers. For example, we have Peter, a born-again believer, follower of Christ, who was in the upper room on the day of the Pentecost and was baptized in the Holy Spirit to then start uh, speaking in tongues with, uh, with a group of 120 other believers and thereby ministering to 3,000 people of other nations around them by speaking the gospel in their language. Four chapters later, in Acts 4, we find Peter and John cornered by the high priest and other elders for preaching the resurrection of the dead in Jesus. And they ask him, by whose power and what name do you do this? And the Bible says that Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, responds to them that he did so in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You really should read Acts chapter 4 to read Peter's um, full response to the council because you can really see how the Spirit gave him so much boldness to respond. So here we have Peter in whom the Holy Spirit already dwells, experiencing an emboldening in this particular situation through the filling of the Spirit as described in the Bible. Later in the same chapter, Peter and John return to their friends and tell them all about what happened before the council. And when their friends heard this, they all raised their voices together and prayed for boldness, for that same kind of boldness to speak the word of God. And the Bible says in Acts 4 verse 31, And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Again, we have this description of a gathering of born-again, spirit-indwelling believers experiencing an empowering filling of the Holy Spirit to accomplish the work of God beyond their human skill and abilities. In Ephesians 5 verse 18, Paul writes to the church in Ephesus, encouraging them to walk in love, he says, be filled with the Spirit. He's talking to a church of born-again believers in whom the Spirit already lives. So we can be sure that he's not referring to the inhabiting of the Spirit that occurs at the point one believes. He actually reminds believers in 1 Corinthians that they are the temple of the living God and that the Holy Spirit lives within them. So he's actually talking about a separate filling of the Spirit, not as in an additional measure of the Spirit, but this filling being another ministry of the same Holy Spirit. My suggestion is that you don't consider these as quantitative in nature, but qualitative, as in they are two different purposes that the same Spirit accomplishes in the believer, the first of which is the indwelling happening as we are unified with Christ at the time we believe, 
and the second being a ministry empowering filling that happens again and again so that the believer may continue through the mission Jesus has set before him or her with the power of the Holy Spirit. It's something we should long for and pray for again and again, that we be filled with this renewing power that helps us accomplish what Jesus has set before us. I hope this makes sense. It's never easy to explain or understand spiritual matters in limited human language. We all stumble and struggle because of our limits. But as Jesus says in John 16, verse 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. That's my prayer for each one of us as we long to know our God more and more. May we rely on the spirit even more. Thank you so much for joining us another week on the Pick Up Your Bible podcast. If you'd like for us to address a question you have about the Bible, please email me at Cynthia at PickUpYourBible.com. Also, please subscribe to the podcast, the blog, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at PickUpYourBible. Until next time, listeners, God bless.